you can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Hour two underway here on this Wednesday. Bill Roth and Rick Cormany, Radford High School basketball coach in hour three. Call us up 639-4900. That's the Baker team hotline. Text line 744-2990. Still getting coffee texts coming in. Which I find very interesting. Again, my uh, whole spiel was, look, you like your coffee, it's fine. Just don't force it on me. I don't like it. Don't like it, don't want it. Love the way it smells. Don't mind fixing it for people. Don't judge me because I don't drink it. Never developed a taste for it. Ever. How do you like your coffee, Rick? Um, dry and in the canister and away from my mouth. That's how I like it. <laughs> uh, that's the way that I like it. I have, I think I did it right. I was looking here. I don't know. I may have screwed this up. Absolutely, Wayne. Diet Pepsi, no coffee for me. I think I... I think I have my tournament challenge set up. I was trying to do the tournament challenge and get it on the BDST page on our uh, very popular and well-trafficked Facebook. Yeah. The Electric Friendship Generator. And I'm trying to make sure it's there. <laughs> Not sure if I did it right. Yeah, it's at the top. So if you want to join, you just click on the link that's on the uh, Facebook page. They added some numbers to it. It's just Big Dog Sports Talk, D-A-W-G, and then it's 325-3309. I don't know why we have to have a marking number, but they wouldn't let me just call it Big Dog Sports Talk. But anyway, it's there, and you can join. It's free. We'll have some prizes like we did with the uh, bowl uh, challenge in college football. But it's live, and uh, we rock and roll, and you can go against uh, people from the show as well. Now, all of us from the show aren't eligible to win anything. We're just in it to uh, compete against you. So go join, click on the link, and obviously there's no bracket there yet because the brackets come out Sunday. 
But you can go ahead and get in there and get ready. So that way, when you're sitting around on Sunday, you'll get an automatic reminder from the uh, tournament challenge to say, hey, brackets are live. Go ahead and make your picks. And again, they do not include the games that go on in the play-in rounds. In other words, it'll pick up on Thursday. So at least in the past, that's the way they've done it, that the games, the first four games in Dayton are not included in terms of picking winners and losers. And you pick it up on Thursday. But if you think one of the teams that came through the first four um, has a chance to win again, in a first-round game, then yeah, by all means, it leaves you that option as well. You can pick the winner, and, and yeah, there you go. But you'll see how it's played out. Yeah, that's a good idea, Wayne. We should probably do a women's one this year as well since Tech's going to be a number one seed. So maybe we'll do both. That's probably a good idea. But I'll get in there and see if I can create all that a little bit later on. Because I, I, don't, I don't like it having all the numbers after it, but I don't think I can edit it. But I don't think once you create a group, I don't think you can get rid of it. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. By the way, I do think the Tech women are going to be a number one C. Uh, tomorrow, David Till was going to be on today, but he's teaching uh, Bill Ross class. Remember the multimedia class Bill's been talking about down in uh, Greensboro? So David will join us tomorrow, and we'll talk about the ACC. And we're working on Kenny Brooks tomorrow, the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. Now, I know we had him on um, before the tournament, going into the tournament. But now we got to talk about coming out of the tournament with Coach Brooks. And I really believe we need to bring up with uh, Coach that the karma – and the aura of the BDST appearances have to be rubbing off on this basketball team. And I don't think enough stated about it. I mean, I don't see it in any of the postgame articles. I mean, we had Georgia Amor on. We had Liz on. We've had Coach Brooks on multiple times here. I mean, some point, where's the little BDST patch on the jersey? I'm just saying. I don't think it's a coincidence. We're working on that tomorrow, too. Haven't quite nailed it down, but we're trying to do that tomorrow, and we'll let you know. But we know we have David and Dwight Vick tomorrow. Um, Mike just texted in. Mike listening down in Bristol online. Good morning, Mike. wonder if that's the Virginia side or the Tennessee side of Bristol. Rick, any movement on Tech naming a quarterbacks or offensive line coach? Getting concerned. Thanks, Mike. Um, no. <laughs> I asked that question yesterday to Mike Burnham. No. No, no, no. We do not. And I get it, Mike. Mike says, okay, Mike's on the Virginia side, Bristol, Virginia side. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Appreciate the update. Wasn't sure. I just wasn't sure which side you were on. That's all. Yeah, concerns. Absolutely. Um, 
Coaches are away. Vacation time. I'm sure Brent Pry has people he's ready to announce if they accept. I'm sure he's offering. We'll find out. Maybe we'll get an update tomorrow from Dwight about one person in particular. I don't know. I don't know where we are. Mike, I don't have an answer for you. Nobody's talking about it. And if Mike Burnup doesn't know, I mean, it's tough to get a feel for it. I have to assume now with practice starting here, what, on the 16th, you're looking at, what, eight days away. My goodness gracious. I mean, it's it is it's a point of concern. It is. I will say that. I will say that. And I think it's even more important, and Mike agreed yesterday, it's more important um, that they get the offensive line coach in than the quarterbacks coach, only because Tyler Bowen's working with the quarterbacks regularly. It's not going to change a whole lot once you get a quarterbacks coach in there. But boy, oh boy, the void of Joe Rudolph being gone, even though I know that a unit – underperformed last year tremendously and I still don't understand how it was so unsuccessful that it never seemed to improve that the procedure penalties seemed to pick up momentum as the season went on that pass blocking wasn't great of course clearly we know they didn't open up a lot of lanes running the football but all that aside Boy, oh boy, you need that guy in there to bring these guys up to speed on how he's going to coach them in conjunction with the way the offense is supposed to be run. And it just seems like to me that the longer this takes, the more of an issue that it becomes. And that group may struggle a little bit early in camp. Because it's it's change of cadence, recognition, it's a change of conditioning drills, it's a change of all these things that those guys have to get used to because the ones that are returning got used to the Joe Rudolph way, and now that has to be thrown out. Maybe that's not a bad thing. But I think something needs to happen soon, Yes. I agree with that. And I I hear people all the time. I get messages all the time. There are people concerned. Heck, I've talked to people over there in Blacksburg. They're concerned. So we'll see. Because when we had Coach Pry on a few weeks ago, one of the things he was really, really happy about was the fact he was able to keep his staff intact once Fontel Mines decided not to go to Penn State. And then subsequently after his appearance, they've lost two. They lost two in the span of a week at two of the most scrutinized and highly anticipated position battles that you're going to have on this football team heading into spring camp, the quarterback, and who's going to win out the five guys across the offensive front. But... Again, Mike Burnett was a little little concerned about that as well yesterday. I know he's busy with the tournament and so forth, but it's getting late in the game. And I'll ask Bill about that as well. The Roth Report coming up at 8.05, and he's down in uh, Greensboro. He's got his class going today. That's why David Till's joining us tomorrow. Remember, Bill's got this multimedia class going for his SMA students. 
He'll talk about that. And David Teal is going to be doing the journalistic course. Can't think of a better individual to have doing that. And then David will join us tomorrow with the White Vic. And we're working on Kenny, Coach Brooks, so I'll let you know about that as well. Last night, it was about a 50-50 chance to have him on Thursday, but we'll see. We'll see if that works. 744-2990. Brad just uh, sent a text message in from Withville saying the whole spring is going to be tainted if those coaches don't come in, right? This is beyond concerning. This is complete out negligence. Thanks, Brad. Well, the, the thing we don't know is how this process is going on personally for Coach Pry, right? He'll talk about it. He's been honest about other things. When it comes out, he'll be honest about it. Um, he may have people already in place that we just haven't, don't know about that are coming, that are already working. We don't know. Could be that an announcement just hasn't come. Could be that the people that he wanted didn't take the job, and he's trying to work out some logistics. Who knows? We don't know. So I won't speculate about the process because I don't know, and I don't like to sit here and try to speculate about things if I don't have a clue about which way it's going, and I really don't. But the result of it is right now, the way it looks, which I agree, Brad, it's, as Mike pointed out, it's it's becoming more and more of an issue as long as that Void sits there on the staff. And not to, you know, minimize other position coaches or other positions, but this isn't like losing a running backs coach or a tight ends coach. Right? This is this is your offensive line. This is the cog of your whole offense. Many people, by the way, in unison. This was kind of cool. We just got six texts. Everybody mentioning the name Vance Vice. <laughs> 744-2990. Why is Vance Vice not the guy? He was here. He needs to be back. Heard that name a lot. Maybe that'll be the case. Maybe that's what's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe there's some egos to mend. But I will concur 100% that that was a unit that, because of its struggles, the entire offense wasn't very good. That and the fact you had Tyler Bowen, first-year offensive coordinator, trying to find his way. It's hard to find your way when you know that the plays that you're trying to pick out have zero shot because by the time you snap the ball and take your four-step drop, you got three guys chasing your quarterback around. Or when you decide to hand the ball off to a running back, he's already trying to maneuver around a guy who's two yards in the backfield. And that was a constant last year up until they played Liberty in that final game. It got better then. Much better then. But we'll see. We'll see where it plays out and how it plays out. But I do understand I do understand completely why there are people that are um, confused and getting concerned. Last year was unacceptable. Brent Pry's the first one. He said it. 
Tech fan doesn't want the repeat here in 2023. Given that on paper the schedule is tougher, talent's already up on this program with the portal entries and so forth. A lot of first-year guys took part in the hunger drills. But now folks are starting to look at the bigger picture and wonder why that these positions haven't been uh, filled yet. And we'll see if that happens at the end of this week. I would think it has to happen early next week, right? Because, I mean, practice is a week from tomorrow. 22 minutes past the hour here on a Wednesday. Sliding over the hump. More coming up. Stay with us. Don't go away. Take the big dog for a walk. Oh, just the big lad walking around all licked up. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anywhere with the TuneIn app. More BDSD next on WRAD. Twenty-seven minutes past the hour. Hope you're well wherever you might be. You have this great original song by Martha and the Vandellas. You ever want to see something that'll leave you scratching your head? Look at the '80s remake by Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Go watch that video. <laughs> Just take a few minutes out of your day if you're sitting around the computer. Go to YouTube. Uh, go to YouTube and uh, go find the. Uh, Mick Jagger, David Bowie remake of Dancing in the Streets. and Let me know your thoughts. <laughs> Two rock and roll musical icons. One, unfortunately, David Bowie no longer with us. The other still out, I think, touring. I'm not sure what the uh, Stones are doing now. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think drugs... Drugs had a whole lot to do uh, with the uh, film session of that video. I'm just going to go out on a limb. But you might want to check it out. All right. Bill Ross down in Greensboro. We'll still have the Ross report coming up at 8.05. Rick Cormany, the head basketball coach at Radford High School, will join us at 8.35. He's going to be playing in his 11th state championship coming up. And once again, it's John Marshall. We'll talk about this team, how they've battled through. They've had a terrific year, and now they have to run into the juggernaut who's averaging about 108 points per game in this tournament. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see where we are on all that. But um, the current Radford team needs to be celebrated for their accomplishments as they beat Floyd the other night by a point to advance to the state title game. Several of our teams, Pulaski County women, Carroll County 
as well, the girls' team. Obviously, Northside, Radford High School, George With, boys all playing for championships. Patrick Henry down in Rona. We're halfway home. Literally. On a Wednesday. We'll be back. There's going to be probably as much or more interest in the women's tournament for a lot of Tech fans if Tech doesn't win the ACC tournament on the um, inside. But go join. It's free. It's fun. There'll be prizes, bragging rights, and you can go up against yours truly, Keon Brown. I mean, Mike Ashley will be in there, all of our uh, basketball gurus. So we're looking forward to that. Never too early to go ahead and sign up to get your bracket ready. And it's going to be... I say this every year because I think it's just evolving that way. Tougher and tougher and tougher to try to figure it out. And I really believe the less time you spend on it, probably the better it is for you. (laughs) You think you might know, but you don't know. All right, uh, big story. You know, David Smith talked about this yesterday. And the Ravens, I don't know if you saw this. You probably did because I know many of you keep up with the offseason of the NFL and there are many Ravens folks out there. The Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson yesterday. So we don't know if he's going to go back to Baltimore or elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah. The deadline yesterday was for Eastern. Adam Schefter said that they got this tag officially announced at like at 358. Now, Jackson does not have an agent. He's representing himself, and I don't know if the Ravens are taking advantage of that or not. Um, Jackson wants the same type of deal Deshaun Watson got by the Browns. And... Uh, I don't think the league wants to do that anymore. I don't think any other owners want to do that anymore. Big mistake by Cleveland to give Deshaun Deshaun Watson the guaranteed contract, considering everything that he was coming out of after his suspension. So what this means is for Lamar is that he can talk to other teams. Now, if he signs an offer sheet with another team, Baltimore has the right to match the offer to keep him or take two first-round picks as compensation. The non-exclusive tag... Will pay Jackson $32 million this season, much less expensive than the exclusive tag, which is projected at $45 million. 
which would have allowed the Ravens to control his rights this season. So who has a couple of first-round picks to give up, right? That's the thing. Falcons have already pulled out. The Raiders, who of course need a quarterback with Derek Carr going to New Orleans, saying that Jackson is still in play. But he could also come back and, and play for the Ravens as well. And he could get a long-term deal later in the year. It doesn't mean he won't be in Baltimore. It's the first time in seven years that a quarterback has been given the non-exclusive tag. The last one was Kirk Cousins back in 2016. And this situation with Lamar and the Ravens is strange. You think about it. He's only 26. He's the third quarterback to win an NFL MVP award and then receive the franchise tag, joining Steve Young and Peyton Manning. Now, Young and Manning reached long-term deals and didn't play the full season. So, or I'm sorry, didn't play the full season under the tag. So, a lot of Ravens fans I know are concerned, but maybe this is something that they're already in conversations with Lamar Jackson about. Um, I don't think it's going to be a guaranteed contract. I know the owners don't want any more of those types of contracts. But... Overall, he's not a great passer. He's a good passer. And he can't stay healthy. Over the past two seasons, Jackson has 33 touchdown passes, 20 interceptions, and he's missed 11 games. And, of course, he couldn't play in the playoffs last year against the Bengals. It's tough when you have his type of game and and trying to survive as a quarterback in this league. I mean, he's in great shape, but that doesn't really matter if (laughs) – You're getting banged around by these gigantic, very athletic, very strong, very swift defensive players. And I think all that comes into play. I really do. Other quarterback news, Daniel Jones of the Giants broke through under Brian Dable, and I think he'll continue. He got a deal for four years, $160 million from the Giants, $82 million guaranteed. He also has $35 million in incentives that he can make as well. And I think you're just seeing Daniel Jones, who progress as a quarterback was stunted because of just horrible coaching. And he gets with a guy who knows what he's doing as an offensive coach. And then he had the breakout year a season ago. 3,200 yards. 15 touchdowns, just five interceptions. He ran for 708 and seven touchdowns. He was a a dynamic player as the season went on, and I think this is a good move for the Giants. They tagged Saquon Barkley. And the other quarterback that David talked about yesterday, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, seems to be picking up a lot of momentum. We'll see about that. Mentioned Joe Namath coming out on social media saying, hey, if he wants to wear my number 12, that is just fine. Right? And I think that's where he's going to end up. I really do. I think he's going to end up in New York, and then you'll have all the drama. You think the media attention now on Rodgers is a little tiresome? Just wait till he gets to New York. And I think it's going to be the Jets or the Packers again, and I'm not sure the Packers want him back. I really don't. I really, really don't. 
and did you see this? This it, it it's getting to the point to where now, uh, there are rumors that Tom Brady may not be done. May not be done. He's putting it out there, and the Miami Dolphins apparently in circles behind the scenes. Here comes Brady again. He's pulling yet another Brett Favre moment, retiring and maybe coming out of it. He could end up in Miami, according to some reports yesterday. And then Brady added fuel to the fire when he sent out a tweet. Let me read it exactly, because it was interesting to see what he said about all this. Of course, he was in uh, Florida with the Buccaneers. He said, Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. (laughs) So, (laughs) he was obviously being facetious. So, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know how many people are going to care, but there will be people. There will be people. All right, so Wayne on our Twitter page. (laughs) I'm watching this again, Wayne, just for context. Some guy hit a a shot at the Oklahoma City basketball game from half court for $20,000, and an employee for OKC fell... I'm watching the shot again. So a half-court shot for 20000 Guy made it. And people are jumping around going crazy all over the floor. And it's really the highlight if you go into NBA game. But, yeah, you have a guy who fell down and also banged his head and hurt his knee. Wow. That thing went viral. That thing, over, that thing has, what, 10 million views? Good Lord. Good Lord. I'm glad the guy hit the shot, but you hate to see one of the workers there is trying to celebrate with the guy get get hurt like that. I mean, come on. Come on. I'll be at the uh if you're hey, if you're around Radford today, I'll be up at the uh the student run facility. I'll be calling lacrosse today. Radford takes on Kennesaw State. You want to be there at 1 o'clock. Come join us, won't you? So I've got the Kennesaw State notes here, right? As I'm going to be honest, I don't, you know, I don't have a strong lacrosse background. So, you know, the notes are very helpful, and I appreciate it. But it's one of those cut-and-paste jobs that you uh, you look at, and they just got through playing Oregon in their last game. They lost 15 to eight. I'm talking about Kennesaw State. And on the front notes, they have Rick Watson works for GoDucks.com on the Oregon Sports Network. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. I think they just didn't. Didn't go back and correct their previous note page, but I'm not working in the great Northwest. 
but I thought that was kind of humorous. So you will not find me at GoDucks.com today. That will not be the case. But I will be at RadfordAthletics.com and on ESPN Plus if you want to come hang out with us. Or just come see. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be nice. Come out and say hey. I won't share any of my uh, jerky bacon. Right? That's not happening. So don't ask. <laughs> but I'll be out there in the, uh, the sunshine today with the team. I do appreciate the ladies and how hard they play their game. I do. Wayne's saying, give us your best Ducks goal call. But I'm not. See, I'm not. But I don't call games for the Ducks. That's the whole point. <sighs> I think in prior conversations, and I think I'll have to talk to our head coach again, Sam Hurley. I got some good background for the game today from her yesterday. Um, I think from some the players on the previous teams I've talked to, because I know a lot of people, and myself included, I really, I really enjoy watching the men's game. Like the men's lacrosse games, the guys with the helmets, shoulder pads, and they beat the hell out of each other. I think the women want to play that way. I think they should be allowed to play that way. The one thing I don't understand is it's, a, it's still a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty aggressive contact sport. And when you're watching women's lacrosse, they don't give them helmets. There's a lot of head collisions out there. These ladies trying to get position, especially when they're sitting up around the arc, trying to get a good shot inside the scoring area. I mean, there's a lot of contact. The contact's happening anyway, and they call way too many fouls. But I guarantee if you polled most of these women's lacrosse teams, I bet you they would want to be able to say, all right, give us a helmet. Give us the shoulder pads. Let us, let us go out there and play the game aggressively. I think that'd be fun. I'll have to ask Sam. <laughs> now Wayne's sending me the duck mascot. But again, I'm not at uh, GoDucks.com. It's, it's not, not what's happening today, Wayne. That's just a little typo on the note. <laughs> Is all. I will not be at GoDucks.com. <laughs> now, if I were, it'd be very interesting. That'd be a big shock for Oregon fan if all of a sudden they're going to GoDucks.com today at 1 o'clock and live from Radford, Virginia. It's the Highlanders and Kennesaw State, the Owls. So Temple and Kennesaw State, I think, are the only two owl mascots. Is that right? No, I'm sorry, Rice. The owl's pretty popular, isn't it? I'm just trying to think of these off the top of my head. So you've got the Rice Owls, Kennesaw State Owls, and the Temple Owls. Who knew the owl was going to be such a 
popular mascot choice selection in collegiate sports. Now, it obviously doesn't rival Tigers, Wildcats, Bears, things like that. But that's, you know, that's three programs right there. The Owl, apparently very intimidating when you put it at the end of a school name. But anyway, the Owls will be coming to Radford today to uh, take on the Highlanders. And I'll be out there in the sunshine calling the game for you and your listening pleasure. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap up Hour 2, remind you what's ahead in our Power Hour. Bill Ross going to join us, the Ross Report. We'll talk more, as we did in the first hour, about Tech's win last night over Notre Dame. A lot of stuff going on for Bill. He's down in Greensboro. And then uh, Rick Cormody talks some high school basketball here in the air. The Radford Bobcats playing for an 11th state title under Coach Cormody. Amazing. We'll be back. Absolute best sports talk in the New River Valley, period. And you can quote us on that. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! More Big Dog next on WRAD. They call you Lady Luck. But there is room for doubt At times you have A very unladylike way Of running out You're on this date with me The pickings have been lush And yet before this evening is over You might give me the brush All right, wrapping up hour number two. Just reading through the text messages. So So now I have listeners say, I can't wait to tune you in at uh, GoDucks.com today. Little blue eyes here behind me. Yeah. You can't can't go wrong with this, right? Hearing Frank Sinatra sing, Luck Be a Lady. Luck. Be a lady tonight. I mean, come on. Again, when I end up making my time machine, or if I go steal Stewie's from Family Guy, I'm going to uh, see if I can set my time back to go hang with the old Rat Pack back in the 60s. Kind of like I want to do with Tom Jones in the 70s. I just want to go be part of his entourage for a week just to see what that was like. I'd like to go back and hang out with uh, the entire... uh, Rat Pack. That's what I would like to do. That would be a lot of fun. My goodness. Who'd you have? You had, you had Frank, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., right? Was in that. Joey Bishop, if I'm not mistaken. I think the other one, was it Peter Lawford? Was that the fifth member of the Rat Pack? Angie Dickinson, I think, was in there as well. Yeah. That'd be fun. 
I'm just saying. I think Peter Lawford was the other one. I have to look it up here during the break. But anyway, Bill Roth will join us. The Roth Report. I've gotten off track here. <laughs> He's down in Greensboro. We'll talk to him about a myriad of things. Tech wins last night. We'll talk about the women, obviously, getting it in number one seat. It's going to happen. He's got a lot of good stuff happening with the SMA. And um, all the different folks that are speaking to his class down there as well. Plus, Rick Cormany, head basketball coach at Radford High School. Hour three. Power hour when we come back. <laughs> 